salutations, fair listeners. Thanks so much for listening to Mike's Always Right. I'm your host, Mike Iman. Happy Turkey Day, or if you're listening to this after the release date, happy holidays. Can you hear the difference? I've been trying to improve my recording space, getting rid of all that unwanted background noise, uh, sprucing up my uh, my production skills. I, I tend to get really OCD about these these sorts of things. I've been a musician since, since I was 12. I've been recording music since high school. But what I'm realizing is that I have totally neglected a lot of the basics. Uh, you wouldn't believe how much noise a microphone picks up from a seemingly quiet room. Uh, and it's it's all got me thinking about something, and, and maybe you can relate. When you're learning a new skill or trying to get better at something like writing, there's a tendency to look for advanced techniques. After all, if the pros are doing it, why aren't you? <laughs> but I think where we go wrong is that we end up overlooking the basics. There's so much stuff you need to know, and you can never know everything. So you have to pick and choose the information that you put into your brain. And you have to decide what things you want to practice. If you're a writer, you may think you should study character arcs, symbolism, dialogue, yada yada yada. But when I pick up a book, the first thing I look for are the sentences readable, easy to understand. Of course, this is all a matter of taste, but it's important. Grammar, sentence structure, paragraphs. When I'm considering whether to buy a new book, I have no way of knowing whether the story is good. I don't know if the character grows or changes. I don't know if there's a captivating metaphor that's going to carry me through the story. All I know, first and foremost is whether the cover and title grab my attention. Once it does that, it's, it's got a chance. Then I'll crack the book open to page one and start reading. If the sentences are too long and rambling and have lots of flowery language that doesn't seem to tell me anything important, I'm done. And uh, if I start reading page one and all of a sudden I'm on page two or three, I'm probably going to buy the book. In my opinion, and this this comes down to the basics, subject, object, verb, that kind of stuff. And what I've noticed is that the most successful authors, or at least their editors, are masters of the basics. Truth be told, I will probably never read most of Stephen King's books because I'm very slow at reading. I'm perhaps a little dyslexic. <laughs> A book that runs 800 or 1,000 pages is not something I can really handle. But when I pick up a Stephen King book or James Patterson or any of those big names that are constantly making the bestseller list, I know from the first sentence that I could read the whole book if I wanted to. And this is without knowing much, much other than the cover, title, possibly description on the back, and, and just that it seemed interesting to me. When I pick up Stephen King's latest novel, the whole thing could be about a man sitting in a chair watching television. Now, Stephen King has enough of a reputation that you can bet that the television has some kind of monster in it or is going to haunt him in some way. But you know, So there's some suspense if the guy's just sitting in a chair, but only because of who the author is. At any rate, I don't know when I start reading whether it's going to get better. 
whether the ending is going to be satisfying, whether it has any literary merit. What I do know is whether the book is readable, and that all comes down to the basics. That all sort of leads me around to another point. Uh, I've been reading a book called Win Bigly by Scott Adams. He's the creator of the Dilbert comic strip. The book is about Scott Adams' theories on how Donald Trump used persuasion techniques to win the U.S. presidential election. Um, I'm not going to veer off into a political discussion here, but uh, one of the things that struck me as interesting in this book was the idea of a talent stack. So Scott Adams says that Donald Trump isn't particularly good at any one thing, and some people would definitely agree with that. Um, He's not the world's best public speaker. He's not the smartest person in the world. He's not the best in the world, even at branding or marketing, which is what he's, he's known for. But Trump is just good enough at each of those things that combined they all add up to someone who can get elected president of the United States. So this idea got through to me because I've been doing a lot of typography and graphic design work lately. And uh, I've always thought of myself as a writer. I don't actually have any formal training in graphic design or typography. Um, But when I quit my job a few months back, it was with the idea that I would spend my time writing. But I quickly realized that if I wanted to create books... I would have to learn how to design stuff or else I would need to pay someone to design my books for me. And that wasn't an option because when you quit your job, you stop getting a paycheck every two weeks. Um, Anyway, so I, I realized pretty quick that I needed to learn how to design book covers and the inside of a book. And prior to July or August, the only books I'd ever published were for the Kindle platform. So basically, I'd take a docx file, I upload it to Kindle, and I'm off and away. Um, and uh, th- those books were were pretty shoddy. I mean, not not great. I mean, the content was good, but the formatting was terrible. Anyway, uh, once I kind of got the hang of some basic design skills. I went back and designed paperbacks of my Kindle books. Uh, The book I wrote on podcasting, which teaches people how to create a broadcast-style scripted podcast such as this, um, it it was a total flop until I made made it available in paperback. It, It only sold about seven copies on Kindle between December 2015 when it came out and June of this year. Since the paperback came out in August... I've sold like 20 copies between the two formats. So no, I'm not bragging about selling 20 measly copies of a book, but it sells a few copies every month now. Just because I figure out how to make it into a high-quality paperback book, which I should probably go back and revise now that I know more about design. But uh, you know, most of my competition in, in that market looks like they copied and pasted some blog posts into a Word document added page numbers, and called it a book. Um, Now, I'm not hitting it out of the park by any means, but building my talent stack has allowed me to do much better than a lot of other people who will probably never sell a single copy of their Kindle book. That talent stack is continuing to pay off. I'm continuing work on my first paid book design job, 
It's a personal development book by a well-known dog trainer, and I'll be sure to tell you more about that as soon as the project wraps up and I'm, I'm comfortable discussing it. Um, but what's fascinating to me is that I'm not the world's best book designer, but my design skills combined with my ability to write and my love of books seems to be creating a path to earning a living again. Plus, I'm, I'm still selling toys on eBay, and that, besides earning me some extra cash, is teaching me a lot about receiving orders, fulfilling orders, packing and shipping items, answering customer questions, and uh, I'm getting a lot of experience uh, essentially running a small business. So why am I telling you all of this? Um, <laughs> I think you need to figure out what you're good at what you enjoy, then start trying things out. Uh, I, I think your odds of becoming the best at the world at any one particular thing are pretty slim, but your odds of success are pretty good if you go to the intersection where all of your talents meet, and there's a good chance you'll be the only person standing at, at your intersection because there's not going to be anybody else in the world that's good at the exact same things that you are or even proficient and all the same things that you are. So this brings us to the end of episode three of Mike's Always Right. Sorry, I had to keep it so brief, uh, but I'm recording this late on Wednesday night, uh, the day before Thanksgiving. Uh, I need to go to bed and prepare myself mentally to eat way too much food tomorrow. So until next time, thanks for listening. Remember to hit the subscribe button and leave a review in iTunes. You can find me on Instagram at Mike Eyman and online at www.mikeeyman.com. That's all for right now. And remember, Mike's always right. <laughs>